2: This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is a Chicago Bears rant, kind of. Just talking to you on DeWindy. Browns twenty-six, Bears six. The Bears are one and two. Showtime. Dear my fellow Bears fans, this is De Windy City Podcast. It is Monday morning. I did a two-hour post-game show with Hall of Famer Dan Hampton yesterday and Ed Obradovich. It was the full Ed Obradovich, if you missed the show. Came on absolutely positively screaming for the Bears to fire Matt Nagy. And now this morning I've woken up, I've been on Fox 32, talked with my pal Scott Schneider, And I have advocated for the Bears to do what you do with your grandpa, or in my case, unsuccessfully, with my 95-year-old father, who is still driving because I haven't been able to get it done. But you have to take the keys to the car away. Nobody's firing Matt Nagy right now, but Matt Nagy should never call another play for the Chicago Bears. He should never do it. Matt Nagy, if you're listening to the Windy City podcast with Mark Carmen, we love you. We think you're a nice guy. Actually, we don't. I don't know. Love is a little strong, but. We don't dislike you, or at least I don't. I think you're probably a fine fellow. I just think you're out over your skis. Let's rewind back. The Bears, searching for a general manager. Hey, Ryan Pace, we think you're sweet. Why don't you come over and be our GM and leave the New Orleans Saints? We think you've done great things down there. We think you have friends like Jimmy Graham that you may bring to the Bears one day, who then all of a sudden is going to be on social media liking weird tweets that are not saying positive things about the Bears franchise. But we like you, Ryan. We jive with you. We think you're a wonderful fellow. Why don't you come here? Even though you have never been a general manager, but... Us, the Chicago Bears, who have to go out and hire a search firm and Ernie Acorsi, to find general managers, think that we are skilled enough to hire a first-time general manager. Let's conflate that with the Chicago Cubs and Tom Ricketts, who went in dire straits having bought the ball club, drowning under Jim Hendry, looked around and said, who the hell is the best guy at this job and is available? Oh, his name is Theo Epstein. Let's hire him. Which was the smarter thing to do? You do not need me to answer that. So, but being the Bears, they went out and hired a first-time general manager who then went out, in his infinite wisdom... This is my first time on the job. I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm going to trade up and give up multiple draft picks to move up one spot for Mitchell Trubisky when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are available who both have way thicker resumes, not even close. One was 28-2 at Clemson and beat Alabama. But I'm going to take the guy who started at North Carolina for one season and went 8-5. That guy... Ryan Pace, also smartest guy in the room. There's all these really cool young head coaches making dynamic moves in the league like Sean McVay, and I'm going to find the next one. So I'm going to hire unproven, never been a head coach, barely been an offensive coordinator, did it for one game in a game that the Chiefs lost to the Tennessee Titans miraculously after having it in their pocket to lose by one. Up twenty one to six or twenty one to three, I'm gonna hire that guy, Matt Nagy, who we still don't know how to pronounce his name, Nagy Neggy, it's Neggy, I get it, but that's the guy that I'm gonna hire. Wow. Why are we all surprised that four years later, or maybe we're not surprised, but why are we surprised that this is not gonna work or hasn't worked? Let's continue to play it out. After drafting the great Mitchell Trubisky, I'm going to have my first-year head coach develop this guy, who I did not draft properly, and see if he can make him into a quarterback. Lo and behold, we go 12-4. and four. The defense is incredible. And somehow, some way, I convinced myself that Matt is on the verge of becoming some offensive guru. I get it after 12 and 4. But then 8 and 8 followed up by 8 and 8 followed up by a coach who fired himself in the middle of last season and said, "Hey, Bill Lazor, will you please be the offensive coordinator?" Wisely, by the way. I somehow think that after having endeared myself to the McCaskey franchise, enough that they're going to let me draft another quarterback and do this again, wow, I'd love to work for the McCaskies too, that Matt Nagy is the right guy to develop Justin Fields. I watched him get every bit of what he could get out of Mitchell Trubisky. There's no way that Trubisky perhaps had some more talent in there that Nagy was unable to unlock. No, 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 he did a great job. Let's leave him there and have him... Take over again as offensive coordinator and develop Justin Fields, who's going to save the Bears and save my job. The insanity of this is just absolutely, utterly incredible, right? Just nuts. And so now we're three games in, the, Justin Fields was sacked nine times, he had six completions, you all know the numbers. A net total of one yard passing. One. Let's all sing it together. One is the loneliest number that I ever knew. Ooh. You you be the saddest person that I don't know the words that I ever do. I mean, one yard. Wow. And I've got some news for you. At one and two, it feels bad right now, but imagine what it's going to feel like if they lose to the Detroit Lions, which is absolutely positively on the table. On the table, huge. The Lions should have won yesterday. They should have beaten the Baltimore Ravens, who are a borderline Super Bowl candidate, right? Contender. That was an incredible game, 62-yard field goal at the horn, and the Lions lose 19-17. Wow, congratulations, uh, Justin Tucker. You're incredible. 62 yards, got it done. But Detroit was there. They could have won the football game. The Bears are somehow a four-point favorite. That doesn't feel accurate. Have you ever heard of pound the Lions? I would highly consider it. But Bears fans, I have good news for you. To get change in life sometimes you need desperation. That's how I operate. No I won't do it. No I won't do it. No I won't do it. Back me into the corner, back me into the corner. I'm broke. Okay, fine. That's right. I will move now. I'm in deep trouble. This is a long time ago, by the way. Like at least I don't know, 3 months. The bears are reaching epic bad and when you reach the entire city turning on you I saw David Kaplan my buddy the the Capman, did a video where I was doing his post game show yesterday and when I checked Instagram it had 27,000 views and cap is yelling about firing the coach and OB is yelling about firing the coach. And every article that you read from those who have covered the team and are borderline friends with Nagy and or Pace certainly have a good working relationship. Adam Johns, Adam Hogue, Kevin Fishbane, shouting out The Athletic. They're not saying nice things because there's nothing nice to say. So, at some point, this is what happens. Lovey Smith was beloved by the Bears franchise, and then eventually, even after a 10-6 and six season, they had to make a change. Mark Tresman not beloved, and it didn't take as long. And he was moved along. John Fox made it four years. But you certainly could feel it at the end that there's no way that they're going forward with John Fox. Should they have... Would they be better off with John Fox now? That's a frightening possibility. But let's move forward. If you can't develop Justin Fields, and if you don't win a lot of football games, for those who want change, even if it's just for change's sake, although it would be a lot more than that, I think we are moving in that direction. Now, the Bears have had a billion, billion chances at the apple here. And have always chosen the wrong apple never go with the red delicious the honey crisp they're always going with the what is the green one the the sour granny apple that tastes terrible and they pick one that's seemingly they, they pick one that's already been bitten into and is brown although I guess you couldn't call it it's like they maybe they're just maybe they're going for the not ripe yet peach. In Matt Nagy. I don't know. Fruit references. This is not my thing, clearly. But the point being, who knows if they'll get it right going forward. The, the odds are that they won't. They'll get it wrong again. But what they have right now is not right. So you might as well take another swing. One more swing for Virginia. There's a title for a podcast. One more swing for Virginia. Somebody should add that to the Bears podcast list. But I am very interested, extremely interested, to see what happens this week versus Detroit. Now, if Andy Dalton miraculously gets healthy, and the NFL Network reported that it was a bone bruise, and everybody expected him to be out two weeks, but if he's back this week and the Bears win, that would suck. That would flat out suck. Fields sitting there on a one yard passing performance digesting and Andy Dalton's back on the field and somehow the Bears start moving towards mediocrity and not epic bad and all of a sudden somehow some way Virginia and company convince themselves that Matt Nagy knows what he's doing and Ryan Pace is the guy. I mean there's still have some big hurdles to climb there. Because by all reports, they like Ryan Pace. And I don't think the Bears and George McCaskey want to do this again. They're tired of the resetting of the organization. It makes the organization look terrible. But you have to acknowledge in life what is. If you have a car that is dented and can't run because you ran it into the median, you can't sit there and tell everybody you're fine. Got to get that new car. Got to pay the piper so to speak so even though they don't want to do it and even if they think that Ryan Pace is a chum fellow George and company we're looking for you are forced to act once again and try to get it right and just own it and I don't know from Georgia's standpoint somehow some way you do it a little bit differently but this wrapping it up here, and thank you for checking out Wendy was just unbelievable. You drafted this guy, you traded up to get him, you got lucky to get him, things fell in your lap, you knew that you were going to be playing him at some point, how you had not sat down with him, hey, Justin, dude, we're so happy you're here, what worked for you at Ohio State, where you won tons of football games and had lots and lots and lots of success, what, what worked for you there? Let's try to see if that would work in an NFL scheme. Let's incorporate it. Let's get you comfortable as quickly as possible. Let's make you look good, and I want to look good as well. And I want Bears fans to have lots of wins so they'll stop yelling about me. That would be sweet. But instead, they did some weird, let's run him out there and slowly get him up to speed so he can gradually learn my genius offense. He can play five snaps in the opener against the Rams when we get killed and he'll learn something. And then against the Bengals, we'll do the same. And you know what? In the Detroit game, that's a great opportunity. We'll play him 10 plays and gradually, slowly, he will learn my dynamic offense. I mean, that was their plan. But the plan got blown up because Dalton got hurt. And by the way, it didn't have to get blown up. You could have played Nick Foles. Wouldn't have been popular, but you could have done it. Hey, uh, Justin's not ready to run our offense. We don't want to put him in that position. Nick is a veteran who understands it, and Justin's going to get his shots on the field, but we're going back to Nick. And... The most important thing for this franchise is playing Justin Fields when he's ready. And I'm not going to put him in that position because we have a need in week three on the road against the Cleveland Browns who have a great defensive team. And they've got this guy, Miles Garrett, who will probably have four and a half sacks if we start fields against our offensive line with Jason Peters and Jermaine Fede statues who shouldn't be on the field. We're not doing it. We're playing Nick Foles. But instead... You deluded yourself into thinking that, uh, yeah, well, it's Fields' time. Hey, let's go for it. Come on, man. You're better than that. You should be better than that. You're not better than that. Wow. So this is where we're at, team. And at this point, too, and I'm borderline rethinking it on the fly here, but After you've stuck him out there, pulling him back off and making him sit with it, I don't think that's what you do. But you can't shoehorn him into your offense. You sit him down this week, and you figure out what he's comfortable with, and you implement it against the Lions. That's what you do. And if you're Ryan Pace, you sit down with Matt Nagy and say, hey, man, I really want you to focus on being the head coach of the football team. I don't think it's in your best interest to be calling plays. I want you to give it back to Bill Lazor. And by the way, I'm not asking, I'm telling. And that's it. Done and done. Nagy gets up there, makes it sound good, and that's it. Bang, bang. We're moving forward. Bears. Thanks for checking out to Wendy. More Uh, coverage coming up this week. Uh, It's Bulls Media Day today, so I'll be on Zoom. They're doing it on Zoom. Going to meet some of the new Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan, welcome to town. And, uh, yeah, Bears and the Lions. Wow. Thank you for letting me talk to you today, and we'll see you next time on DeWindy. Go Bears.
1: I obviously, as a head coach, did not do a good enough job of – getting this offense ready to go, to be able to play and win a football game, so. uh, It starts with me, it ends with me.
0: This program was recorded on tape for a live audience.
1: Um, That's, uh, you know, that's that part and This is not how we wanted it to go you almost can't even make it up it's that bad we got to get to the film and we got to make sure that we're hard on ourselves and we understand the whys There's a theme there and, and that starts with me. I'm, I'm obviously not doing a good enough job.